Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Spiros. And I'm Kim. And we are going to talk about Supergirl Season 2, Episode 3. I know the title this week. It is called Welcome to Earth. So, what did you think of this episode? It was better. Much better than the previous one, which was good. (laughs) I agree. It was much better than the second episode. The second episode of the season, they obviously needed to do some housekeeping, but uh, I really think they took it up with this episode. Uh, And this one picked up literally right where the last episode left left off. So we had the uh, hot rando without a shirt on in the DEO who had just woken up, and in the end of the last episode, he had grabbed Kara by the throat... And at the beginning of this episode, he chucks her across the room, uh, goes tearing the DEO up, and then runs out of the DEO, and he's loose in National City. But before, well, while he was doing that, he, like, at one point looks down at his hands, and to me, it was like a what-the-heck moment. So at first, I'm like, does he not know he's an alien? How can he not know he's an alien? Is he confused by his superpowers? What's going on? He was, because he, he'd never been to Earth before. Oh, and the yellow so then sun, super yeah, stronger. Exactly. Uh-huh. So he wasn't expecting uh-huh. to be able to chuck people across rooms okay. and, you know, fend off bullets and all that sort of thing. Okay. Because I'm like, if he has amnesia, I'm no, I might be out. That's just, that's too much for me. So I'm glad he didn't have amnesia. That was yeah. nice. So this guy is out. He's on the loose. And we go from that. Oh, but before that, too, while, like, he's, you know, going crazy inside... Did you see Alex had a bazooka pointed at him at one point? <laughs> I missed that. I, yeah. missed, I missed the bazooka. Oh, no, I did see that. Yeah. And I thought for half a second, like, it would be a kryptonite-loaded bazooka. Oh. But they gave up all the kryptonite to Superman last yeah. episode, so... It'd just be a regular bazooka. Right. But, yeah, bazooka. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Extreme measures. So we've got this guy on the loose, and the next thing we're dealing with is the fact that the president, played by Linda Carter, former Wonder Woman from the 70s TV show, uh, is coming to National City to sign the Alien Amnesty Act, which is granting all aliens, and by aliens we mean, of course, aliens from other planets, not aliens who have immigrated from other countries, granting all of them... I'm unclear if it was a path to citizenship or just a blanket, you are now citizens. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like just a blanket, you're now citizens. I'm guessing as an amnesty, it would be just a blanket, you're all citizens now, welcome to the country, you all have rights just like all the rest of us, versus the kind of thing that is talked about politically with actual illegal immigrant aliens in the, you know, real world, quote unquote, political structure, which is creating some sort of, you know, path to citizenship for these people. So have you ever tried to take one of those citizenship tests? No, I'd probably fail. Oh my gosh, I was looking at a book at the library and the questions. I'm like, nope. <laughs> so we both fail. We both, and that's really sad. I mean, that's that's not good. But here's the question. I mean, this is off topic, but how relevant is that stuff to being a citizen? Yeah, that's true. You know, it was like eighth grade civics class or seventh grade. I had seventh grade civics, so. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, because if it's if it's just stuffing your head with random, you know, Americana trivia, who really cares about that as mm-hmm. much as the well, historians and other people care about it? But yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, Supergirl finds out she's going to meet the president. She's very excited. She's very excited, and she does this little fangirl moment, which is really cute. Again, highlighting the fact that when the writers nail the characters, they really nail them because. You have Supergirl, who is, you know, Supergirl, right? But she learns she's going to meet the president, and and she has this really cute moment. What did she say? She's like, should I go get a blowout? (laughs) And uh, Martian alien dude just like, oh, God. He just (laughs) walked away. That may be my favorite moment from the, the episode. 
It's tied though because the one thing I know is that we need more win. Like oh, just yeah. blanket. Like one point in yeah. here, and that was it. I'm like, really? Come on. We had a little bit of win throughout the episode, oh, and win barely. is always a highlight. So, Supergirl <laughs> asks if she could, she can get a blowout, and and from here. And obviously, we're, we're continuously alternating between Kara's life and Supergirl's life, right? So after Supergirl finds out she's going to meet the president, Kara's got to go to work. And she finds out that she is supposed to interview the president. No, but she's not supposed to interview. She was initially supposed to interview oh, the was? president. Yes. I thought she was just going to meet her as Supergirl. No, Jimmy was setting up the editorial Oh, yeah, that's meeting. right, that's right. Edit- <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that cat code, Jimmy, the new cat, quote-unquote, is running his first editorial meeting, and he starts trying to run it basically the same way Cat used to run the meetings. But I can't see Cat ever being that nice. You know what I mean? Well, Jimmy was like, he was super nice and accommodating to everyone, whereas Cat... I mean, she has more bite to her. You know, she would have been like, you need to go do this, you go do that. Right. But what Jimmy was doing was taking the same sort of structure is what I meant. He wasn't oh, yeah. He wasn't acting like Cat. He okay. was acting like Jimmy. But he was doing the same thing. What's the title of this article? The headlines Blah. first. Right, right. And, and, and sort of following like, that path. That's not what you do when you're a journalist. Yeah. You get the story and then you write the headline and you have it fit inside that little column. I don't remember how many... Yeah, how big it was, but yeah. There's so many words that you need, and that's it. Right. So what happens in this meeting is kind of interesting because Jimmy's supposed to be the new cat, but Snapper Carr just walks all over Jimmy. Just totally walks all over him. I thought it was good. It was. It was a great scene. It was a really great scene because it shows... Once again, that the status quo has been totally upended at the beginning of this new season, and everybody is really trying to find their feet in all these new roles. And Snapper... He knows where he stands. He knows where he stands, and he was taking control in an actual way that a person who sees a control void or a power void will fill it naturally. And and that's interesting because Jimmy was obviously he was just steamrolled by him. He was totally. He was totally steamrolled by him, and he let it happen. And after the fact, after the meeting, Jimmy was kind of deflated, uh, and Kara got to do a little um, mentoring mm-hmm. for once um, instead of just running around and saving the day. So that was kind of interesting. She kind of gave Jimmy a little pep talk and basically said, you know, you got to put Snapper in his place. She didn't say it like that, but that's you know that's kind of what happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what and in that meeting, Kara got reassigned from interviewing the president to interviewing Lex's sooth- sister, Lena Luther. And this was a really interesting interview, I thought, because it it set up the central conflict of the episode. Yeah, but that's not for a little bit off. Still, she has to go meet the president first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go to meet the president. She's coming off of Air Force One. There is a rather pitiful looking crowd there. It, there was, and before she steps off the plane, before the president does, um, Supergirl's talking to a little girl in the crowd, and um, the little girl's like, "Have you ever met her before?" And she's like, "No, I haven't, but I'm sure it's gonna be awesome." And it was cute. It was a cute moment, and you just see like the the human side of an alien which was nice right what was cool about that is the way supergirl comes in and like lands in this spot and she's like supergirl right and this little girl is like whoa and she's totally taken aback and in awe of supergirl but then supergirl is in this vulnerable human you know about to meet the president position and so she feels the exact same way about the president as that girl feels about her and that was that was one of the the stellar writing points mm-hmm. it's again when the writers nail it they really nail it and, and they did it a lot in this episode i, I I agree. I think this was a really strong, really good episode, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. 
So Linda Carter, a.k.a. Madam President, steps off of the plane. And gets zapped. And gets zapped. Right. Hmm. Fireballs and firebombs just are flying around, um, totally destroying her entrance. Uh, her de- her security detail is just, just annihilated. Like yeah, I mean, run. like, you know, I mean, they do their job, which is actually sacrifice themselves yeah, for her, like yeah. jumping in front of the fireballs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Supergirl, you know, saves the president from a fireball after her security detail is gone. Everybody else is sort of flailing about trying to figure out what's going on. And we never see who did it. Who did it. And the assumption that everybody makes, including the the, the assumption the viewers are supposed to... this assumption. The assumption the viewers <laughs> were supposed to make, though was that it was uh, Rando Man who ran out of the DEO is now trying to kill the president for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is also where we're introduced to a new character that I thought was pretty fantastic. What did you think of her? I like Detective Maggie. Yeah, Detective Maggie Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in on the scene and Alex is like, what are you doing in my crime scene? And basically bullies her out of the scene. But this, but beforehand, her um, what, she's detective for the city? Is that what Maggie Yeah, she's is? the she's the National City Police Force Alien Task Force leader or something okay. along those lines. So, um, you know, then Maggie asks for Alex's credentials and you see her badge and it like switches and it switches to... Secret Service. Yeah, Secret Service. So I'm like, ooh, fancy dad. Yeah, Isn't so that they cool? have morphable badges, which is pretty cool. And she, she bullies uh, Maggie off of the crime scene, but not before Maggie uh, gets to take her down a notch by pointing out the fact that one of the <laughs> DEO techs is incorrectly bagging evidence and mixing stuff together which is which is amusing because mm-hmm. after the fact Alex goes and walks by this guy and she says make sure you're bagging that right mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, she was so clearly flustered rolls by rolls downhill yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly exactly the crap rolls downhill so uh after this that's when we have the meeting between uh Lena and Supergirl is it Lena or Lena Lena, Lena? I think it's Lena 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 Sounds yeah good. Lena and not Supergirl but Kara Kara as a reporter and she goes in and she's interviewing Lena and uh, mm-hmm. and the the Lena's conflict. Like, do you do you have anything that you need me to to stamp your car? What is that called? The parking the validate. Parking. She wanted she offered yeah to yeah. validate Kara's parking. And she's like, no, it's okay. I flew here on a bus. <laughs> like, okay. that, was, that was amusing. Yeah, that was another amusing. The the one liners, the the human moments of this episode again, they really stood out. Um, but Lena really drags the central conflict into the light for Kara because mm-hmm. Lena's talking about. This device an that alien Luther Corp is going to launch. It's essentially an alien detector. You put uh, your finger on it and it knows by your skin if you're an alien. Right. So I imagine, I don't know, some microdermal DNA reading fancy sciencey tech stuff. Science. Right. Science. And it detects aliens. But the alien has to touch it. It has to yeah. make skin contact. But Kara, of course, is like, uh, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually, in this particular point, I actually agree with Kara. Right. Like I... Even with an Alien Amnesty Act and even with allowing these people to have the citizenship and live openly if they choose, if they choose not to, they should have have the right to just be, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for somebody to be able to like walk up and slap you with something in theory, you know, make you. Before you can go into a store, that was what they were thinking. Before you can walk into a store, you have to put your finger on here or not. And I imagine if you're an alien and. You wouldn't be allowed. If they don't want you to be allowed, then you wouldn't be allowed. Right, right. And so basically we're looking at, you know, segregation Mm -hmm. being alluded to here with this little alien device that's, that's supposedly going to detect who the aliens are and who the aliens are. And so in this position, I, I agree with Kara's reaction, which is vehemently against it. Um, 
But it's but it's interesting how the course of the episodes go. And we got to back up a little bit, too, because one of the things we've got to mention is when they were discussing the meeting with the president initially and Supergirl finds out that she's about to meet the president. We also learned that John Johns, the Martian Manhunter, is not in favor of the alien amnesty. No, no he feels as like it's a bad idea. And as a black man. Exactly. He's as like, a, uh, yeah. No. He's like, no, this is a bad idea. You know, humans fear and that fear leads to bad things. And and he made that actual comment, you know, living mm-hmm. as a black man and as an alien, I think it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh a setup, and again, you know, th- this is obviously the conflict and the theme of the episode. So she comes back after the interview with Lena, and she's got to write an article. But before that, though, okay, so she's so she's still talking to Luther, and then all of a sudden, Alex is back at the DEO and talks to Win, and Win just found that the Kryptonian dude is in the abandoned warehouse. Mm-hmm. And this was a good Win moment. It wasn't mm-hmm. one of the best Win moments of the episode. But uh, uh, just any moment with a win is a yeah. win moment. What was amusing about it is you have the, you have this bit where Alex walks in and she's like, "Can you find this guy?" And he's like, "Well, yes, I can." Of course, I can. And he finds the guy and he starts explaining how amazing he is because of how he did it, just because he's a geek doing his thing, not necessarily trying to impress Alex. But he's explaining and explaining. And then he turns around and he's been explaining for like twenty seconds, and Alex is gone. And he's like, "Oh, and you're gone." And he and he didn't even realize it because he was so wrapped up in his own head and how cool it was that he can do what he does. Uh, which is quintessential win, which is what I really liked about him. So Alex gets to the abandoned warehouse and the Kryptonian isn't there, but Detective Maggie is. Mm-hmm. And now she realizes that Alex is D.E.O. Yes. Yeah. And that was pretty funny because they come into the warehouse with the bazooka and all the big guns. And she's like pretty, pretty heavy artillery for, um, you know, Secret Service yeah. or something like that. Uh, and, and this is this is really interesting, right? Because... They discuss things and, you know, Alex basically admits that she's DEO and then they they sort of but not really decide they're going to work together. And by that, I mean, Maggie's like, well, I want to show you something. Yeah. And she takes Alex to what appears just to be a dive bar, but is actually a secret dive bar for aliens. Oh, God, you're missing so much stuff. You just skipped a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> do you want to keep going with that or do you want to no, go No, back? go ahead, back it up. Well, okay, so we have Detective Maggie knowing that Alex is now DEO, and then it switches to Rando Hot Guy um, is grabbing some other guy in a different warehouse, and the other guy is like, what do you want? And he's like, I just want to go home. So you're like, oh, he's not a bad alien. He just wants to go to his house, and that's all nice. And then we go back to the DEO again, and here Supergirl yells at Alex because she's like, why didn't you wait for me? You could have died. What is wrong with you? And they have a tense moment. I thought that was a particularly bad moment. Like it that did. was really out of weird. character. It, it felt did. weird. It felt forced. You know, uh, Supergirl snapped at Alex, like, make better choices. Yeah, I was like, Who and, says that? and I was I like, mean, where did that come from? And and clearly we're supposed to take it as as her being concerned for Alex's safety, which in a way it does, but at the same time it was so out of character I for I mean Alex had backup, she has yeah. training, she has guns. It's her I mean, job. Come on. Exactly. Right. And that's exactly what Alex says. She says, I was doing my job. Mm-hmm. And so that I thought was was probably the worst moment in the episode, yeah. which, you know, was again overall it was a stellar episode. And I hope they don't, in the future, like, go forward with that. You know, having Supergirl get on Alex more for 
going off on her own because I can see her going off on her own with Detective Maggie and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, if that's a theme that they're going to be doing, I'm not going to be amused by it. It's just I think it's going to get old fast. I agree. If if Kara becomes overprotective of Alex, that's just foolish. I don't right. think that'll be. Yeah, I don't think that'll be a good move. <laughs> so. So now Kara's <clears throat> writing the editorial on Lena. Lena, mm-hmm. Lena, 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 Lena. Lena. Is there a Lena? No. I don't know. Just just know who I mean. Whatever. So Kara hands in her editorial and Snapper reads it and and Kara's all... He's reading out loud. I'm like, that's not... That's an editorial. What is wrong with her? My God. So exactly. I'm going off. And, and that's so exactly Snapper. what Snapper does. That's he basically, why I love Snapper. Yeah. He, he, he excoriates her article and says, this is an opinion piece. If I wanted your bleeding heart bias, I would have asked for an editorial and an, I would have put you in the op-ed department. Rewrite this. Uh, and and so she's stuck trying to rewrite rewrite it. She's working on it at the DEO <laughs> next to Win, who's working on DEO work, which was, was a funny, funny moment. And... Uh, uh, now comes Dollywood. Yeah, so Do- is that the name of the bar, Dollywood? That was the secret knock, and you had to say Dollywood. Yeah, so Dollywood was the secret code word to get into the bar. This is where Alex and Maggie are. And uh, as soon as Maggie reveals that it's a dive bar full of aliens to Alex, Alex goes for a gun. Yeah, it's like, come what? There's aliens all around you. You're the only, well, I'm sure Maggie is not an alien. You think Maggie's an alien. I thought she was going to be an alien. I did not. Yeah. You said that then. I'm like, she's not an alien. Yeah, I thought she was going to be. So, well, I mean, she could still be. We don't know for sure, for sure. Right. I don't think she is, but anyway. Yeah, so she pulls out, she starts to pull her gun. It's like, what? Yeah, Maggie's like, chill out. This is just a bar. People here come to chill and be alien and not have to worry about it. And, that's that was another moment that I thought rung false in the episode. Like, Alex as a trained co- person, yeah. you would not do that. Yeah, not only that. Yes, Alex works for the DEO. Yes, her job is to protect the world from alien threats. But at the same time, her sister is an alien. Mm-hmm. She, of all people, would know that not all aliens are bad, terrible people. Well, that's true, but. Another theme in this show, even Kara says it herself, is all aliens are bad. And doesn't she, does she say on my hand, I can count two. Alex said this. Alex says it. On my hand, I can count two aliens that aren't bad. So that was another theme in here. All aliens are bad. Alex apparently can't count because if she only counts two aliens that aren't bad. What about? What about Superman? Because yeah. uh, no. she's got. Kara. Kara. John Johns. Oh, I was thinking she was saying Kara and Superman. I wasn't thinking John Johns. Yeah, so, but either way, there's three. <laughs> so she was wrong either way. Yeah. But I, I, I just mean, that to me that just I didn't like the I didn't like that because in some of these cases I feel like they were pulling the prejudices out too hard and making them too obvious. But I think they have to with um with people. <laughs> with, <laughs> I mean you do. I mean you know, as soon as you have a television show on a broad network, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, where yeah, lots network of different, TV. yeah, where lots of different viewers will watch it. You need to dumb it down or beat them over the head. I, I think it's stupid. We both think it's stupid. I don't think but, they. I don't think they need to do that. I think they feel like they need to do that. I think. <laughs> I think you have more. You like people more. So (laughs) there we go with that. So, yes. So anyway. Yep. This is the theme becoming more and more hit you over the head with it obvious, um, which I felt was a weakness of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, and before she walks out, um, Alex accidentally bumps into an alien 
and the aliens like you know watch her or whatever and then she goes over to the glass and all of a sudden she touches the glass and it starts bubbling furiously and at that point i'm like all right yeah it was for it was clearly a foreshadowing mm-hmm. moment in the See, episode that's the thing that drives me nuts about network tv is the foreshadowing is so blatant and obvious it's like by the time you're 10 minutes into the show i can tell you 95 percent of the time what is going to happen so writers out there Make it harder for me, please. Come on. Oh, okay. Anyway. All right. So this is where we find out now that this rando dude is not actually from Krypton. Mm -hmm. Because we're back in the DEO and uh, Kara has found. Hold on a second. Trying to figure out how this how this came down. They know that he sent a a message. out. Yeah. Yeah. They know that they said that he sent a signal out. So Kara asks if if Wynn can find this. And he's like, well, I guess I can. And he he does his little, you know, typey typey computer thing. Mm -hmm. Science, you know, nerd tech. I found it. And Kara goes to the warehouse, beats the crap out of this guy and takes him back in. And the signal they found is going to to Daxum. Right. She thought the signal was going to kryptonite. And as soon as Wynn said Daxum, the look on her face was like, it, it was not a good look, and she flew off in a huff. Right. So this is this is explained briefly in the in the episode, but essentially Daxum is a sister planet to Krypton, and hundreds Hatfields of years prior, what's that? Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, Hatfields and the McCoys. A hundred years prior, the some Kryptonians left Krypton, settled on Daxum, and the two societies grow apart to the point where they pretty much hated each other. One has a democracy, the other one has a monarchy. Monarchy. Daxum had the monarchy, yeah. Krypton had the democracy. So, you know, in a, in a real world parallel, you could sort of compare it to the United States as Krypton and Daxum as being like Russia or China or something like that, you know, in, in terms of drawing like a, a, a real world parallel. Either way... Once again, we're dealing with people and their prejudices because Kara, Kara has a clear prejudice against this guy. Um, number one, assuming that he's the guy who tried to kill the president in the beginning. And then number two, learning that he's from Daxum. And, and all aliens are bad. And all aliens are bad, right? <laughs> and and so he's locked up in the DEO because she goes and she beats him up and she takes him in and throws him in a cell. And she tries to get him to you know confess and explain why he's doing what he's wanting to do. Why doing. he's killing, trying yeah. to kill the president. And he's just basically toying with her and saying, <laughs> awesome. you know, if I could get a... Basically, he says, if I could get a beer, this would be super cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'd talk to you. But no. she's... She's got her prejudices, and he actually ends the conversation by saying, well, you've clearly made up your mind, so, you know, why are we even talking? Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning, the beginning of, like, oh, not all aliens are bad, right? <laughs> like, the conclusion of the episode, which is obvious that people are going to realize, oh, you know, we, we can maybe all try to get along um, and not be prejudiced with, you, with each other. Okay, so after having her chat with... Um, the Daxamite. You're right. We don't know she, his name yet. Yeah, we don't know his not name yet. Further along. But she's starting to make her realization, you know, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I'm thinking wrong, but maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. And and this is what's what's curious about it, because she goes to talk to Lena about her article. The article's out, it's been oh, published. Yeah. And Lena's like, I thought you were gonna tear me apart. And Supergirl's like, Well, I wanted to, but my editor wouldn't let me. And and she also, Supergirl also says, and I've come to realize that maybe not all all people are good. Or basically, she says, not all the aliens are good. There are bad apples out there. As if some bad apples are reason enough to be able to profile people with this everyone. little... Yeah, everyone <laughs> with this uh-huh. little touch alien detector sensor. So after she has talked to Lena about the article uh, and expressed that she has actually come around to Lena's point of view that aliens are bad, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to have the ceremony again... 
uh, to announce and sign the Amnesty Act. The president is going to be there. And this is one of the things I was disappointed about in this episode, too. And they think, you know, since Daxum is in prison, in their prison, that, you know, everything is fine. Right. They caught the bad guy. We just needed more Linda Carter in this episode. We did. Though. She was barely in yeah, it. Yeah, she was not in it nearly enough for my tastes. No. Uh, but I mean, that was you know, it was still a good episode. But they're going to have the ceremony. They think everything's fine. Lo and behold, it's not fine. Of course, right as she literally puts pen to paper to sign the Alien Amnesty Act, fireballs start flying again. And this time we see the assailant, and it's the woman from the bar who bumped into Alex and then gripped the glass, and the glass was boiling over. Uh, we don't know what planet this um, alien is from. But she pontificates like bad guys are wont to do and explains that people fear things. And when they have to know or they know about us, then they're going to fear us and lock us up. And, and, you know, again, the whole prejudice thing is out there. Mm -hmm. And they fight and they take her down. No, then. okay, they know it's Maggie. They have pictures of her. And then Alex goes back to the alien bar and she starts beating up the one alien who was semi-decent to her so that's that's a great way to make friends right um and he's like you know give me an apple tv or a couple hundred bucks and i'll give you some information um so she you know beats him down instead and then um you know okay you're doing this in a bar once again full of aliens did she even have anyone with her i don't remember no she just walked in and she started talking to this guy and then she starts beating him up right but i just gotta say before that when she walks into the bar islands in the stream was playing on the jukebox i I freaking love that You got this dive bar full of aliens and islands in the stream is playing. Well, it's Dolly Parton. I know, so I know. You gotta. Yeah, so yeah, the first song when they walked in, I don't remember which one, but yeah, it was Dolly Parton. So anyway, I mean, does this make Alex stupid or is she a badass for beating down an alien in a bar full of aliens? I can't decide on that. I, yeah. I'm leaning maybe a little bit more towards stupid, but I don't know. Well, I mean, she was clearly upset about the fact that she basically got caught with her pants down, right? Yeah. Like, they didn't have the right alien threat. It was her threat. own fault, so she's taken out on this right. other guy. And, and it's horrible. And her, her new bestie, Maggie Sawyer, has been taken by the alien, and she wants to find out where he is. The one good line and the one good moment in that whole deal where she's beating this guy up trying to get the information is she says, you know, this one woman, Maggie, who fights for you, who tries to protect you and, you know, cares about you is in danger now you could at least give a shit about her mm-hmm. uh and that's when um the bartender picks up the picture that that uh alex had of the bad alien and says i know who this is she hangs over down by the foundry this is where they go and this is the final showdown in yeah. the episode so the deo shows up supergirl shows up um they do a little beat down Alex calls her red hot. Which yeah. Is amusing. Yeah. She's, and she's blowing everyone and everything up and she's kind of winning. Mm-hmm. And then Supergirl spins around her flying through the air and essentially sucks all her fire up into a vortex and, and they like, walk. Is that the flash? What? Flash? I know. Fire? That's exactly. That's like a total flash move right there. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. And and so this ends the conflict in the episode and now everything is wrap up. Right. And so, to me, it's like, is Alex going to be getting with Maggie and more than just best buds i don't know that's my biggest question i don't know that's a relationship i want to see happen right if they have maggie sawyer get together with alex and it's never been made clear that alex is you know um, heterosexual heterosexual so yeah she could be bi she could be gay whatever so i think that would be a super good relationship to have in the episode um and that was very lightly sort of teased and hinted at, but you know, we clearly we have no idea where that's going to go. Was there another go. one, another gay relationship we wanted? Am I thinking of some other discussion we had? 
I think you might be thinking of another discussion we had. Okay. Are you sure we didn't talk about gay people the last episode? <laughs> I don't recall. All right. We All might right. have, but I don't remember. Maybe I was talking to someone else. Yeah. I don't know. So after the fight down in the foundry, they've got her caught. Uh, we cut to Catco, and uh, they're wrapping up the editorial decisions on the article. And the editorial meeting is completely different because Jimmy has decided he's going to take control of his job. He, uh, he, he just dictates the title. And Snapper starts blowing a gasket, like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, and and this and that and the other thing. And then he comes down on Jimmy or tries to come down on Jimmy because Jimmy rewrote Snapper's article. Yeah, the first part of his article. The first part of his article. And Snapper's like, I have complete editorial control. And Jimmy's like, uh, no, you don't. I'm your boss. I have complete editorial control. Snapper threatens to walk. Jimmy's like, there's the door. And Snapper, you know, bows down basically and, and cedes the power back to Jimmy that he tried to take from him. Which was fine because you've got to have an alpha male, blah, blah, blah. But to me, Jimmy is not an alpha male. Unless he steps up 157%, I it's not working for me. He... First of all, going back to the, to the last episode, he doesn't, he's not a reporter at all. You know, he's never, he's taken pictures, which is wonderful. But I mean, he doesn't, he's not a writer, you know, to go from a photographer to running a giant newspaper, magazine, whatever this thing is. No, no. <laughs> so um, like I said, unless Jimmy, 157%, I, his whole alpha male thing, it's not working for me. And they should have just kept Snapper in that position. And I think it would have been more amusing. You know, I, I mean, I don't disagree with your opinion on Jimmy, but I do disagree that they should have just put Snapper in that position. Because if you put Snapper there, Snapper is basically right now the male version of Cat. And I like that. Well, I like that too. <laughs> but if you just, if you replace the character with the exact same character, but a male version. Yeah, fine. Okay. It feel, it, it's Jimmy, an also ran Cat. I just... No, not Jimmy. I have too many other problems with him. Yeah. I mean, I, I Jimmy's got to grow into that position for sure. I 100% agree with you. And and as of right now, even that little showdown he had with Snapper Carr. It didn't feel real. I don't think he earned it. No, you know, I don't really think he earned it. Um, we'll see if he earns it in the future and, and how much of a role that's actually going to play. I mean... With Kara being a reporter and being part of this team. It's going to play more of a role. Yeah, it's going to play more of a role. So hopefully they, they make it more meaty. But what I'm worried about is the fact that we know Jimmy is going to become the guardian in the future. And so if Jimmy is also we know running this? around. How do we know this? I don't know this. There's this thing called the internet. I do not pre-internet. <laughs> oh. There's this thing called the internet. So the, he's going to be the guardian of what? He's going to be the guardian. He's going to be a he's going to be a dude in a suit running around being a superhero. And how can he be a superhero if he doesn't have superpowers? How does he get these superpowers? Prejudice. <laughs> anyway, how does he get his superpowers? I don't he's know. He's not a rich billionaire where he can have tech built for him. Regardless, if he's also acting as a superhero, then he his his role in Catco is going to be a split as. Kara's role is. Yeah. So how are you going to do that too? I, I mean, don't know. You're running a huge corporation, but you're going to split your. Well, Batman does it. He can do it. Yeah, but Batman's Batman. He's awesome because he's Batman. Batman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Jimmy takes control, uh, puts Snapper in his place, and then Supergirl goes to talk to the Daxamite, the alien, and she has her humble pie and she apologizes mm -hmm. and she admits her prejudices. 
And, and tells him that his planet blew up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you. And, and, and starts over. And, that, and this is where we learn the guy's name. His name is Monel, And he's essentially probably going to become another super running around the show. And this is a problem that I am going to have. If we suddenly have 50 different supers running around in Supergirl. It doesn't make super, super, yeah. Supergirl, super. It doesn't make Supergirl, super, right? So we've got... Superman in this universe now. He was there for the first two episodes. I'm sure he'll be coming back sometime this season. Um, and Superman existing in that world, okay, okay that makes whatever. sense. Yeah, Superman came before Supergirl, right? Yeah. But now we've got Monel, who is essentially a kryptonite, uh, even though he's from um, Daxamite. And so he's got the same powers. One of the interesting differences, though, is that if if it follows the comic book canon, then Daxamites are not vulnerable to kryptonite. No. They're vulnerable to lead. To lead? To lead. There's a lot of lead in that city. Yeah. So, so that's why, a little weird. Okay. If Okay. If they do pull that out later. Well, to be fair, I mean, we've wor- made the world fairly lead free in terms of like casual contact because it is toxic to humans so it's you know unless he's running around chewing paint off of old buildings he's probably going to be fine maybe he's a fetish we don't know we have no idea but you know in the comics at least he suits up with the cape and and does the whole thing as well um i don't want a hundred million supers running Except around for the flash that you could handle yeah, I mean, I can totally handle the Flash. And, and the crossover stuff, too. It's one thing if you have, like, a team of people, right? Because that's something that's kind of been established, right? Arrow's got his team um, with uh, Dixel, D- Dixel, Diggle, Diggle and, and Felicity and uh, his sister, you know, yeah. and, and whatnot. You've got the Black Canary, okay? So you've got a couple. Isn't she Same dead with, now? I think so. But yeah. she might be back because of... Flashpoint or something. Anyway, we don't know whatever. because we haven't watched any of Arrow yet. Yeah, this season. Flash has, you know, the team at Star Labs with Caitlin and Cisco and... Uh, uh, um, doctor guy. Yeah, the doctor guy. I can't think of his name. Neither. You know, and Iris and, and uh, Joe. But her team was established last season but now her team kind of isn't it's there anymore growing, right her team well it was her and then it was jimmy i know but i mean and if, it was when superman is her team now and if we count maggie as her team but they're not really her team they're just other supers running around that's the thing but what if they become part of her team is what i'm saying i mean there's that possibility I don't know. but yeah i know what you're saying there's just too many people now it's like but I mean, Supergirl can't do it all by herself either. No, but the I mean the in my opinion, when you're looking at these TV shows, you're looking at more sort of on the ground kind of conflicts and stuff that you're dealing with, right? So Supergirl deals with National City, right? And like that's her, for lack of a better term, her territory or her turf, and she's going to deal with that. You know, um, to have more supers showing up in in the same place and and being superheroes in the same place i think is going to it has the potential to diminish things if they handle it well it might not but i just i feel like it has the potential if they handle it well how how is handling well that's the problem i don't know if you can say how to hand how i i don't know if i can answer that question so it's hard for me to say how to handle it well i just know that i'm worried that by putting too many supers and too many capes in the show that they're going to diminish Supergirl. And that's the title of the show, it's Supergirl. Now it's not impossible to do it because again, Arrow has other superheroes technically with the Black Canary. You know, that's one other superhero and the White Canary, although she's not on the show anymore. 
And Legends of Tomorrow is an ensemble show, but these are different types of shows at the same time. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. It's just what I'm worried about. They're different superheroes, right? Whereas Superman, Supergirl, and Monel all basically have the same, same powers. powers. And even this Red Hot, who was a bad guy, she, similar powers. Similar powers, right? She basically just—I mean, she had you know heat vision slash flame throwing, mm -hmm. but that—that's just something I'm concerned about. And, and and these are looking forward, right? Because again, despite the few flaws we pointed out, I think this was a really good episode and I really enjoyed watching it. I thought Linda Carter was great, although we needed more of her. Um, and the last, very last twist that should have been obvious to me, but sometimes I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I don't know why it wasn't. It's it was like, totally oh not obvious to me until the end. But President Linda Carter uh, is actually an alien. And I know some of you out there are probably like, yeah, Kim, like you knew all this stuff beforehand. You need to come to my house sometime, watch the shows with me. I'll say it out loud as soon as I think it, and you'll know I'm not lying It's to not, It's not braggadocio on her part. She legit sees this stuff. I yes. mean, like she Sherlock is much Holmes. more observant than I am when watching <laughs> these things. That's why we interact with people differently. <laughs> that right there says yeah. it all. One last thing before we, we go. At the end... Kara saying goodbye to the president before the president walks away and reveals herself as an alien to just us, like nobody yeah, else, no else knows. Uh, just us, Spiros and I. So now you listen. The, the know viewers, as well. the viewers. I meant by just <laughs> us. <laughs> Kara says to the president, "Thanks for letting me see Air Force One." Oh, this was funny. Yeah, and and as a nod to the '70s Wonder Woman, she says, "If you think that's cool, you ought to see my other jet." Yeah, that made me giggle. <laughs> that was awesome. So all in all, again, I think it was a, I think it was a much stronger episode than the second episode. It wasn't as good as the premiere, but it was a good episode and I enjoyed watching it. And you know, every episode's gonna have its flaws. So I don't I don't count them as as making it a bad episode. It's just the things that you notice as you're watching it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited and I hope they do more with the alien bar. Um, me too. I think there's a lot of potential there. Mm -hmm. It instantly made me think of Jim Butcher and the, oh, the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of potential there. So I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. Dresden Files, if you read the books. Yeah, you should totally read if, the Dresden yeah, Files. If you yeah. don't, you need to. The very last scene in the show, John Johns goes oh, to yeah. the bar. He's walking in as, and I can never remember his human name. Which is I keep calling him John Johns. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. Uh, oh. But he he's walking in his human form up to the bar. He opens doors. He steps in. He changes. So he walks into the bar in his alien form, and he walks. You know, he's just checking it out, and everybody's just doing their thing and being cool. And he walks up to the bar, and the bartender is like, looks like she's about to faint. Yeah. She's looks like she's just freaking out. Yeah. And, uh, and he says, you know, what's wrong? I can change to my human form if, if this bothers you. And she says, no, I, my shift's my shift, done. Yeah. And she walks out the door. And he's clearly he's detecting her, that there's something weird going on. So he follows her. And, and he says, who are you? Walks out the door. And she turns around and transforms into an alien. The last daughter. The last daughter of Mars. Yes. A female Martian. So we now know that John Johns is not alone in the universe. He is not the last Martian. Not to say that they're going to pair or partner up, although that's the obvious conclusion people will probably make. I hope they don't. Make. I hope they don't. I'd rather have the lesbian affair <laughs> than that. I just, it's was too... she the one that, that was with uh, Maggie? 
Because Maggie is yeah, is out. She? I think I don't remember. Oh. We'd have to go back and watch that. So she might yeah. the alien might the the new Martian female. I think she's a lesbian, yeah, at least we'll in her to, human form. We'll have to find out. Yeah. I think at the very least, it would be interesting to see them discussing and or negotiating uh, procreating for the sake of their race. Yeah, that would be fine. I would be fine with if that. If not necessarily actually becoming a couple. Mm-hmm. And, and I think them becoming a couple is a little too easy and a little too yeah. obvious as well. And just because you're having a baby together doesn't mean you just need to stay together. Right, right. So, yeah. So... Let us know what you think about this episode of Supergirl down in the comments, or you can tweet me at Heniotis, and you can tweet Kim at K Heniotis. Just the letter K, not K-A-Y. Yeah, just the letter K. And we will talk to you next week with the next episode.